welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, episode 70. Well, we're getting closer and closer to that 100. Only 30 more to go. Uh, You can get us on social media, Pred Wings Podcast, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitch, although that's not going to get you anywhere because we're not on Twitch right here right now. And we're on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it today, YZ, and YouTube at Pred Wings Pod. And our email is PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. So we got a pretty interesting beer league minute this week. So we had a big game this past week. Um, we came into this week in fifth place with 10 points at five and four. Um, we're actually tied with two other teams. So pretty much if we win, we're in the top four, which is the, the actual playoff bracket. Um, the one that matters. Out of how many teams? <laughs> um, eight. This year, last year there was 10, but this year there was eight. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, eight. One, yeah, just eight seeds. Um, so we this week we played uh, our last regular season game, 10th ten, tenth game. There's 10 games in the season. Um, so we played the second place team uh, who we actually lost the first meeting seven to two. So, uh, and they had uh, 15 points. So they had five points more than us. Um, so it was a pretty tough, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, tough, you know, uh, game for us. Um but it went pretty well. Uh, we we got off to a to a one nothing lead, and then they tied it uh tied, they tied the game on well because it hit. I was like down and my leg kind of like a leg, not really like a a leg pad leg. You know how the goalies do the leg pad stack stack or stack the whatever the heck that is. But it wasn't. I mean, I was down like that, but I wasn't stacking the pads. And I don't know what I was doing, and the puck hit my pads and went in, so that tied the game. Um, but then you know I kind of settled in and made sure that didn't that crap didn't happen. I was I was actually playing pretty pretty good this game. Um, and then we we jumped out to a actually a four to one by the third period. Second period was a really good good period. Um, hey, Dose is back. Welcome, Dose. 
And uh, so anyway, we uh, so we had a four-one lead in the third period, and well, just like our typical typical fashion for our team, uh, we almost blew the lead. They scored a couple goals. Four, it was ended up four-three, uh, but we held them off and uh, won won the huge game. So they gave us. Uh, 12 points, 6 and 4, and it moved us into third. So, and in the playoffs, I guess who we get to play? <laughs> that same team, because <laughs> they're sitting in second. So, yeah, I think we can beat them again. So, that's it for our Beer League Minute. Um, so before I head into the recaps, you got anything, uh, anything to share before we jump into the, you know, I kind of skipped over the, the small talk segment. No, no, I got nothing to add. All right. Then I guess we can jump right into your wings recap. Looks like two games, I believe. Yeah. They were on that Swedish tour, um, which, uh. I don't know. I, I, I like the concept of it. Don't get me wrong. Cause I think it's kind of cool that, you know, like William Nylander or Nylander, he uh, was able to have his grandmother at the game. This was her first uh, live game watching him. Uh, she just doesn't get the chance to travel to the U.S., obviously, or Canada. So it is kind of neat for some of those. Cause we do get a lot of Europeans that do play in the league, obviously. So it is nice to you know, shuffle things up and make it a little more accessible for their family and friends to, to catch a game. And, you know, it could be a cool experience for the, the players as well. But if you look at the schedule, before I get into the game, if you did you look at the schedule of that whole Swedish league? Um, no, but I, I, it must have been Minnesota must have played a game too, I think. Because they had like an afternoon, like a morning game on mo- sun- Sunday, I think it was, or Monday. Yeah, and all the, uh, um, so it was the, the Global Series, and yeah, all the, all the games were at like 2 o'clock. But if you look at it, so Thursday, the 16th, the Red Wings played the Senators. 17th, back-to-back, the Maple Leafs played the Red Wings. And then you had the Wild versus the Senators. Capping off the weekend was the Maple Leafs versus the Wild. So the only team that got a space or a gap in between their schedule was the Maple Leafs. Second is the Maple Leafs were the only team that had two away games scheduled for this. So they didn't have to forfeit a regular season home game while they were in Sweden. And Toronto is a very Swedish-friendly team because of the Swedes that they have on their team. I mean, Nylander is arguably the biggest Swedish star. I mean, I saw that when the Wings played them. So the market for Toronto and Sweden is much more significant than any of the teams that traveled there. 
So they had a home ice advantage throughout the entire series. They didn't have any away games, um, or I'm sorry, home games forfeited from being in a home game. And they had a break in between their schedules. So, I mean, the NHL really helped to set them up for, you know, a little bit of an easier path to succeed in this series. Uh, but they played well. They played well, and we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but I just I, I just don't like how the NHL scheduled that, giving Toronto arguably a favorable advantage over the other team. But, um well, that's not fair. They should. They should at least. I mean, they're other. They play two games, right? Each team. Yeah. Yep. So one. Every every team should have one of them should be the home game. One should have been away game. Yep. And Toronto had a five day break at some point. They kept mentioning how they've been there for five days and they're going to be rusty. And the other guy was like, "Well, it could mean that they're rested up because they haven't played in five days." And so I mean, it's just I don't know. A cool idea. I don't want to. I don't want to take away from it. It was a cool idea. I do like that they get the fans out there. I mean, Lucas Raymond. Um, you know, he he's our our Swede. We've got a long history of Swedes with you know Lidstrom, Holmstrom, Zetterberg. Uh, Sweet. So we have, you know, Swedes that that we play with or that have come through the organization. And, you know, Detroit was one of the teams that I don't want to say pioneered the Swedish, but you know they're very heavy with them. You know obviously in the nineties, but yeah, cool idea. I, I think it was, I think it was really cool. I think it's great that they are able to get more fans involved. Um, but yeah, let's, I just, let me break this down here. I want to look at something really quick. Okay. You ready? So Ottawa comes out against Detroit and completely dominates, um, you know, the, the first, the first period, uh, to Chuck had a couple of goals. Uh, oh, yeah, he just, he, he looked good. You know, he's, he's a good player that the Chucks are very good players. Um, you know, then followed up by Jake Sanderson, uh, second period, Josh Norris. The only reason I'm reading all the names are because that's four straight Ottawa players. So Ottawa came out, jumped all over Detroit. And my whole theory last week about the goalies, you can just throw that right out the window because Huso did not travel in this um, in this global series because of his the birth of his new child. So congratulations, Huso. Um, so we had uh, Alex Lyon and, and James Reimer in. Reimer did not look good. Um, neither goalie looked stellar. They looked okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. They 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 made big saves. They let in not great goals. Uh, so it kind of, I guess you could say it's more of a wash, but we walked away with an L. Um, but yeah, we're down four nothing, and Lucas Raymond of all people sparks the the wings to to make a comeback, and we end up taking it all the way to overtime. So the wings overcame a four nothing deficit to, you know, come back at least snag a point in this game, and they end up losing in overtime um, to a Stutzel goal. Uh, it was actually an incredible goal. Did you did you catch that goal? Uh, no, I wasn't able. I actually didn't see any. Uh, haven't seen any Detroit games, and and I don't think I should really see any this year yet. I mean, as disappointed as I was being a Red Wings fan, you have to appreciate a good goal when you see one. And 
I mean, the hand-eye coordination on this play. So puck flutters up just on the other side of, of Reimer, and Reimer doesn't quite see it. And Stutzel comes up, and he Mark McGuire's this thing. Like, he guarantees it is not going to – he's not striking out. And he hits this thing out of midair. And <laughs> it was just – I mean, it was a pretty goal. I mean, it was well-deserved, well-played, well-positioned. I mean, he – it was it was pretty. So, Wings drop a 5-4. Uh, 5-4 loss there. And then moving into tr- the Toronto. Toronto's first game back. Uh, but Detroit does jump out. You know, we it's it's a theme that you've kind of been talking about with with Nashville and how Nashville gives up those those early leads. And you know, Detroit comes out. They had a two nothing lead in this game, and immediately, right back, um, you know, and you know nothing in the in the I should say nothing was scored in the first period. That was really good back and forth. But, yeah, then second period, you get Sprong and Raymond, who's on a little bit of a hot streak. I'm excited for him to, um, you know, get back and get going against New Jersey tomorrow, which we'll get into. Uh, but he's, he's coming along. Uh, but, unfortunately, the wings just imploded in the third period. Zero penetration into the, um, you know, into the offensive zone. Like, it was just not – it was just not a good period for Detroit. Like, they just did not look good. Um, you know, and, and you could partially blame that on – you know, they just played a back-to-back game. They're on the tail end of, you know, a short series halfway across the world. So, you know, it's I, – I, I thought Detroit would lose this game. I don't I don't remember what I put, but looking at it, um, I, I didn't put that they were back-to-back. But anyways, uh, they dropped three straight in the, in the uh, third period, and Tyler Bertuzzi, of all people, gets a scoring started for him. Um, you know, and Tavares had a two-point night, three-point night, rather. Um, he had a three-point night. Uh, sorry, I couldn't read my handwriting. Um, but he played well. You know, Tavares came out when you need that veteran guy to come through. I mean, he, he certainly came through. And uh, goal number two to tie it up, which absolutely exploded the arena, uh, was uh, Nylander. Grandma was very proud to see it, didn't crack a smile, did a golf clap, and all went on. But... It was a good game. Um, unfortunately, Detroit just could not finish that game. And, you know, whatever the reason may be, I can sit here and make the, all the excuses in the world. But at the end of the day, a loss is a loss. They, they didn't get their uh, their feet under them. You know, no excuses. They got to regroup and regroup quick. Um, you know, real quick before we switch over to you, I know that was kind of long-winded. But I do want to put. The- oh, that was the slamming the door on the wings uh, loss and try to open a new door. Oh, I see. I got gotcha. you. No, but where I'm going, I'm I'm actually wrapping up here, is, you know, a question that I I actually saw proposed on on X. So I can't. I I don't remember who. So I'm not gonna. Um, I'm gonna put it in my own words. But at what point do we start looking at the organization? and demanding more answers. We all trust in the Iser plan, but what's going on? Like we're employed. I mean, this feels almost like last year all over again, just without the hot start. Um, I just, I'm not sure. I don't know what the answer is at this point. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that goaltending is our Achilles heel right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that if, if 
Kosa is not it. I don't know what, I mean, we're going to be spending money on bringing in a, a veteran, a, a strong, solid veteran. I mean, I don't know what else we can do. Um, defense, you know, I, I think Petrie's on his way out. Um, yeah, I just, I'm not sure what the answer is. I mean, at what point do we start looking deeper within the organization? The roster's not terrible. It's much better than it's been in several years. And I, I understand we're still early on in a very long season. But the longer we keep going and asking the questions, you know, the season isn't as long anymore. So, I mean, it's time to to really start. I mean, I, I know there's professionals out there. I know there's people digging into this. But we got to figure out what the issue is with the Red Wings and get it corrected and write the, sh write the ship. I mean, there's still time. So, hopefully, after having some days off, we can regroup, get ready for the next game, and, you know, get back on some kind of a winning streak and build a little bit of confidence and let these veterans and these, these you know, younger guys, you know, get going again. So, let's hope. That's all we can do. That's all I got. Well, uh, it's more the same for the Predators. I mean, like last that show, we were talking about these blown leads. And I know they had Anaheim coming in um, to Bridgestone on the homestand here. Uh, they got to another great start. Forsberg is heating up. He got a seventh. Uh, that was in the second period. And then Yossi, they had a two to nothing lead. And then, uh, well, I kind of blew that. Well, we all know what happened. Yep, they blew the lead. You know, Fowler, Gudis, and Henrique. Uh, three straight goals to win it, three, two. Um, didn't really see much of this game, so I, not sure how they played. Um, they, you know, the Predators, you know, they outshot them in the first period, so they came out, you know, they came out flying in the first, but it's like the second and third, I, I guess, I mean, obviously teams are going to have that pushback, but, and I don't know if the Predators, are, I mean, they should expect it. They just, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, that's about all I want to say about that 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 game. It was an afternoon game against Chicago. Um, you know, the Chicago. No matter how how bad Chicago is, how good they are, they always seem to to play uh, play the Predators tough. So I, you know, I figured figured it'd probably be a, a loss, but. Um, I don't know, Nyquist, you know, you, you talked about uh, Husag, uh having having his uh, – uh, did he have a son or a daughter? Okay, so Nyquist had another daughter. That's his third one, third third kid. Um, I don't know. But anyway, he, uh, so he's coming off the, the birth of his daughter, and he, he gets a goal. So it seems like any time, you know – Seems like I don't know if it's, if it's you know every team or just seems like every time the one of the predators has a baby, 
they went and they scored a goal the next game. So maybe maybe they need to have more babies on the team. <laughs> but uh, so the Predators got out to a two nothing lead, and we're like, and, and again in the first period, thought maybe you know here we go again another blown lead. You know, and then you know Chicago caught in the lead, so you know thinking. <laughs> Here we go. But, you know, I was able to see the last part of this game, and Chicago was pushing. Um, but uh, the Predators were able to hold off. They they ended up getting an empty net goal um, to seal it, a 4-2 win. So, so pretty, pretty good, uh, you know, a lot better game um, as far as, not letting Chicago get that lead or get get the tie, you know, because who knows what would happen. But you know, so so finally they get you know a, a two nothing lead that they don't blow totally. Um, and you know the Predators they are thirteen one and two against Chicago in their last sixteen games that they played. So um, should have should have realized that when I did my picks. But um, so that leads us into last night's game, uh, game against Colorado, who I really thought, you know, I didn't think the Preds had any shot, you know, it's, you know, being at home or anything. Um, but I actually was able to see the uh, uh, the replay of this game. Um, I didn't see it live. Um, but they actually, for, for pretty much the whole part, I mean, they, they were playing pretty good. They were, you know, they had it in, I mean, there was times obviously where Colorado had it in their zone. Um, but for the most part, I mean, the Preds were actually pushing them. They, they, you know, they had them in the offensive zone. So they actually, they actually played pretty good. Um, Cole Smith, uh, last season he had four goals in, in 69 games. This season in 16 games, he's got uh, four goals. Um, so that <laughs> he's he's really stepping up. I mean, who knows? He might not get another goal in the next uh, 50-some games, but he matches output for uh, for, for last season. But um, in this game against Colorado, a Luke Evangelista, who you know, I know you've been high on last last season anyway, uh, he was a healthy scratch. I think it was just uh, Bruno trying to try, trying to stir things up a little bit. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you're aware, Ryan Johansson, you know, former Predator, uh, I believe he got traded to Colorado last season. Um, so this was his return. So they had their, their video tribute. And I mean, this was a, a lot better tribute than the DeBrinket tribute in Ottawa because, I mean, he was, uh, you know, loved in Nashville and, and he, he still has, you know, he still loves Nashville. I just, you know, think things had to happen. Um, but they had, uh, in the first period, the first media timeout, they had they had the video tribute on the board and got a standing ovation, and he he did his you know stood up and so anyway into this game, uh, Forsberg uh, he's uh, actually tied in the NHL uh, ninth most shots, um, 
in the NHL. So, I mean, so he's, he's shooting the puck. And obviously, you know, guy like Forsberg was naturally, you want him to shoot the puck. Um, but anyway, um, he, uh, he scored the, he scored a goal. The, uh, let's see. Yeah. He scored the first goal. I believe it was, uh, Predators first goal. Uh, actually it was, uh, well, the, the Predators gave up a shorthand goal and that that's actually the first shorthand goal that they've allowed this season. Um, but I mean, Colorado Sky. I think that was their fifth short goal on the season. So, but and hopefully the Predators don't get into a into the uh, giving up short goals things like they usually do. But you know, then you know, Forsberg tied it up since uh, since November 9th, He's uh, got the most goals in the NHL with uh, six goals and two assists. So. Um, but then uh, you know Lausanne gets this, gets another goal. They took a two to one lead, and Colorado jumped back. They had a three two lead in the third period. But this is if you miss the whole game, uh, you might as well just wait until the last minute of the game. The last minute because <laughs> the last minute was like really really exciting. Um, you now they pulled their goaltender. Uh, Forsberg tied it up. So then. Uh, you know, like 17 seconds later, I think it was Cal McCarr. It, you know, the puck kind of went back into the defensive zone, and it kind of tipped off a stick. Puck went behind the net, and then they kind of fumbled the puck, and, you know, the Preds were, they were crashing the net, and yeah, Yak of Trenton, the Yak, uh, ends up scoring the, uh, the, the game-winning goal with uh, 30, 36. So 30, uh, 21 seconds to go. And a uh, little crybaby Georgiev and the happen. He, in typical fashion, he just took his stick and he just slammed it over his crossbar, breaking it in half. And it's like, really? I mean, come on. I mean, it just shows you that the goal, NHL goaltenders don't pay for sticks. Um. And as long as I'm on that topic, I had to listen to the Colorado announcer on the on the, on the radio because for some reason they didn't have the Predators feet on there. I don't know why. And this guy, this Colorado announcer, is a complete. You moron! You moron! You moron! And because you know, you know how how the predators when the predators score, and then the, you know the fans do their their chant, like the the college chant, as you like to call it, and the um the uh, he he says, yeah, I see they're as classy as ever in Nashville. So I just I'm just glad I don't listen to the Colorado announcers. I that's just I, I don't get off my uh, soapbox. So, but um. So that's about you know it was a great win for for the Preds against Colorado and this the way they did it. I mean they were like a minute away from losing this game. Um, Colorado had a three two lead with you know like a minute left, actually less like thirty six seconds I believe when Forsberg tied it up. 
uh, 37 seconds when Forsberg tied it up. So Colorado was 37 seconds away from winning, and then to not even get a point, the Predators just they they took. I, not that it might matter, but for for the Predators at the end of the season, but that point might matter for Colorado somewhere in the you know somewhere in the standings. So. And I mentioned last season, last show that, you know, you don't, you know, these October, November games, you know, the points matter. I mean, you you look back in April and say, oh, we need just one more point or two more points. And then you look back in October, November and say, oh, there we go. We should, we should have had at least one point there. Or two points. So that's about it for the um, for for my games for this week. Um, actually, I thought I was only going to have two, but I ended up sticking in that third one. Let let's let's run let's let's run down our, our picks. I know it's a little early, um, but just just the picks from from the ones we just recapped. Um, you let's see we both got your the Ottawa Detroit Ottawa game incorrect and then uh, you got actually i got the Toronto Detroit Detroit Toronto game correct and you got that incorrect and then on the Preds side i got the Anaheim one correct and you got that one wrong and then we both Chicago Preds we both got that wrong and then the Colorado uh, we both got that wrong. I thought it was gonna be a loss. I'm glad. I'm glad it was a win. So uh, that leaves me with uh, nine and eight on the season for the Preds. And I was actually at one time I was four and zero. <laughs> and then on the Detroit side, we're both eight and nine. So whatever. So uh, let's see. We can roll into some. Actually, uh, let's roll in some NHL news. Um, some Patrick Kane news uh, about as far as where he should be returning soon. There's so many. I heard so Buffalo, but now I hear Florida and maybe even the Red Wings. Yeah, that so. was one of the last ones I, I read um, yesterday was he supposedly wants to go to another original six team that's not Toronto. So, Dose, you might you might be landing Kaner also. I mean, who knows? I don't think they can afford him, but. Uh, I've heard, uh, looks like Florida. Sounds like Florida might be a pretty good, pretty, pretty front runner. Um, yeah, it's a great retirement home. No, no state taxes. Team's not terrible. They're getting all their players back. And then uh, a little sad news. Uh, I don't know if you remember back in that. I believe he played in the nineties. Uh, he was a Flyers goaltender, Roman Chekmanic. Um He passed away on Sunday. He was only fifty-two years old. Not sure what how what he passed away from, but. It's only rumors. It's not news that Patrick Kane's going to one of those teams. They're just rumors that are floating around. But they, yeah, but he's, it sounds like his decision is coming soon. So. Well, it's because he's I mean, healthy. He's, he's just getting back from that surgery. 
How long? How long was that surgery? Was like, I mean, was it like? I, I thought it was only going to be two months, but yeah. And I'm hearing he wants anywhere from you know two two plus years. Um, well, he's thirty five, so yeah. No, I I agree, and I know a lot of a lot of stuff on the Detroit side was we we'd be willing to throw a, a year in there, give him a year, see what happens, but. You know, I don't. I just don't think he's gonna bite on that. That's just my opinion. But as long as we're talking about rumors, uh, the Oilers. You know, I guess they're a mess. Um, they are still. Let's see, where are they in the standings? They are. I never understood how they could be a mess. Well, they're in seventh. I mean, well, look, well, look. Now they got Ken Holland running things, so there's your answer there. Yeah, but um. True. He went and fired a coach and hired, I don't remember who they got now. But um, apparently they need need goaltending because uh, Jack Campbell, who they, I'm not sure how much he's making, but didn't they give him a pretty good chunk of money? I don't remember what his salary was. Well, pretty good money. He's in the minors now. And they got uh, the youngsters. Stuart Skinner um, in uh, playing for him. But uh, there's rumors that they're trying to go after Yaroslav Askarov, um, trained for him. So I don't know if Trapoil is, will. Did you just uh, say one long ass name? I don't know if. Um, I don't know if Poil or Poil. Why am I thinking Poil? Uh, Trots. Uh, I don't know if Trots is, you know, is is even gonna is even thinking about trading them or, I mean, obviously everybody's got a price nowadays. I mean, before, you know, who else do you have? Who else do you have? And well, I'm not talking about that. Nah, I'm talking about Oilers trying to get Askarov, but I'm thinking, I'm you know, you. who 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 would they who. Uh, he's 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 not shopping him as far as I know. The Oilers are My question trying about him. Who else do you have? We got at least two or three other goalies who are going to amount but, to being game changing in the NHL. Well, that's what your depth is. That's pretty I freaking. Incredible. Don't I don't think he's going to be a game changer. I'm not. I'm not. When I say game changer, I mean you get a goalie that can that can win a game for you. They can. Big say, you know, like Detroit. I'm, I'm questioning, you know. I mean, I, I when I knocked Alex Lyon, like he didn't have a terrible game. He had, three you know, in the back-to-back roster. But you know, like we don't have that goalie that's going to make that big game-changing save. Like he, the Wings just don't have it yet. You have it in Soros. He's not. No. Well, right. Game for you, and they're expecting Askarov to do the same. Outside of those two goals, who else do you have? That can come well, Saros lost his last five starts until last night against Colorado. Um, and then Lincoln is actually not playing. Um, Lincoln is not playing too bad. Um, you know, I don't, you know. I don't know if he's a starter. Um, are you are you messing with my mic again? 
No, I don't. I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't control your audio levels. Well, we'll have to get a mixer. We'll have to go to the big time. Uh, but anyway, um, the corner. But uh, you know, I mean, as long as we're talking about the Oilers trying to get Askov, you know, Detroit. I, you mentioned it earlier. They might be needing the goaltender. Could they? I mean, I don't see them getting him from Priors because I don't know what they have. To, Who are the wings? I don't know what they have. Would would they have that would appeal to the Priors? Yes. I don't think the wings are going to shop a goalie. We've got three of them. On uh, no, I didn't say shop a goalie. I'm saying trying to get a goalie. What we have three on our active. Oh, well, you you them. just said they need goaltending. Well, we do. We we're gonna wait for ours like you're waiting for yours. Well, why would you want to wait ten years and then just keep losing? Who said <laughs> ten years? He's in the well, minors. He'll be up that, in a couple of years. Well, goaltenders, goaltending, goaltenders take a a while to develop. Yeah, and that's why I'm glad that we're a young team, so that we can develop together. Okay, so I guess the wings are in a potential uh, uh, for for gold. I mean, you never know. I, I'm not. Well, gonna say no, I'm not sitting in the office. So what do you do with Reimer if he's been to just let him go through a slump and kind of work his way out of it? Or I think you, yeah, I think you try to work them all out and then you shop one at the trade deadline. Whoever's having a good season, you find somebody that needs a goalie and you shop them out. <laughs> okay. Um. I guess. Um. I guess that's how the how things go. I mean, essentially, Eiserman would be flopping picks. Now, I, I now I have to apologize. I don't have the stats with me right now, but you know, if he gave up, you know, a fourth round pick to get, you know, Alex Lyon. And he might have even gotten him in free agency. I don't. I don't remember. So don't hold me to it. I'd have to look that up, and I'll. I'll. I'll say it at some point. Um, but if we, if we got a, you know, even if we spent a fourth to get Reimer or whatever the the price was, and he has a good season or okay season. Alex Lyon was undrafted this year. He was undrafted, well, so he no, he wasn't a draft pick. So he was actually signed somehow. Yeah, but I mean, I meant trade, not draft. Like if we picked him up in the oh. agency, or well, it had to have been because he was he's he's he was undrafted. Well, I I understand that, but he played prior to this. He played for the Flyers and the Hurricanes and the Panthers. Correct. So they can trade him because they essentially own him. Oh yeah. So they I can get. still trade him. It doesn't matter if he was drafted or not drafted. Uh let's see, he was signed by Flyers, signed by Carolina, signed by Florida, and signed by Detroit. Uh, actually Detroit signed him on July first. So free agency uh Yeah. So I mean we pick up Alex Lyon. Let's say he has a halfway decent season. Boxes peanuts to get him. Now we ship him off for two draft picks. 
to a team that can make a, a push that needs that extra goaltending. Or a team trying to make the, you know, to make the playoffs that needs a goaltender. Or Buffalo money. He works his way into the starting lineup. But I mean, either way, Eisman can flip him and, and make a profit on him. Which kind of, you know, and that kind of leads me to the whole Geyser plan. Like, we can keep flipping picks all day long. We can keep flipping players for picks. But at some point, these players have to click at the same time to go farther. I mean, that's just that's just what has to happen. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm having a hard time seeing that click. Because, again, like, I get the concept. You know, at some point, you're going to get a good draft pick. At some point, you're going to land that that diamond in the rough. You're going to hit that Pavel Datsuk or Heinrich Zetterberg level of later in the draft pick. And, you know, you just might get that. You might find that in the draft. But at that point, like, what is the the state of the team at the moment? Like, is that draft pick going to be an instant impact, or are they going to have to develop like most draft picks do? Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a gamble and, and I'm hoping that these guys start clicking. I hope Kosa comes up and he clicks. Um, you know, I just, I hope that we can get everyone clicking together and not trying to, you know, just every year just say, oh, we've got 10 draft picks and trying to flip the picks for, you know, players. I mean, we could, we could flip a few picks for some players as well. I mean, there's, there's so many different options. But at some point, I still believe that we have to, you know, I, I still think that we have to get get these players on the ice to be cohesive and not just the learning curve, learning curve, up, oh, new lines, new lines, new players. Um, this one's ready to come up from Grand Rapids. This one's going back. I mean, I know that that's part of the game, but at some point, these players have to start amounting to something and actually playing in the NHL. Like, I don't want to keep hearing about Wallinder and Berggren and like, I want them to, to at some point come up and play with the and, you know, put the stars with the young guys, but we're just not, we're not getting that. What else you got there, G-Law? All right. Uh, do we want to run down the standings or do we want to just go into the Pred Wings 10? Um. Yeah, we can we can do the ten. Okay, let's see. Looks like I need. Uh, I'll actually. I'll go with mine. Um. This might be a little bit uh, shocking on uh, on some of them because there's some. You know, the last couple of games, some of these teams had some big losses, some big wins, and. But uh, I got Boston. Uh, actually, no, that was last week. I got Vegas moving in to the first spot. Although they just lost, I believe. I think they lost a big one against somebody. But um, I, I still got to put them in in the first spot. Um, even even though Boston's leading with twenty nine, Vegas has got twenty eight points. Um, then I got Vancouver moving up because they had a couple big wins, but uh, and they're only one point behind Vegas. So you know, watch watch for them. They're kind of came out of nowhere. 
Um, then I got Boston side on the third. Although I mean, any of those, well, yeah, I you know the top three could be interchangeable almost. Um, I mean, Boston, I might have them back in top next week. Who knows? But another one I got, the, well, the Kings actually got them dropping from last week. Uh, I had them at two last week. I got them at uh, four. They lost a couple games. Uh, their, their home record is not all that great until, their home, until they flip their home record. They're really great on the road. Um, but, you know, when they – Till, till they can flip their home record, I think they're probably going to keep dropping. Who knows? I got Dallas moving up a notch. Uh, Florida, I got them moving way up. It looked, I saw bits and pieces of them. And then I got the Rangers. Uh, I got them dropping a couple a couple spots. They got them in seventh. Um, and I got Anaheim in eighth. I got them actually... I think they moved into the lineup into the Red Wings ten. I didn't think I had them last year. They they look really good. Uh, Colorado actually got them. Well, I got them slipping, um, and that was before the Predators win. Um, if I would have done this today, I'd probably have them uh, maybe even out. Um, and but I got Winnipeg uh, uh, moving in to the top to the tens because they are they are looking. Looking good. They're actually tied with Colorado now because of the Predators' win against Colorado. Um, and of course, you know I got Detroit dropping out. I had them in last week um, just because they've you know, mainly because of the losing streak. Um, they just they're not there yet. I thought they were, but they just don't seem to be. And I got Carolina and Tampa Bay also dropping out. Um, Tampa Bay might go back in. Who knows? Um, I had them in eight, the uh, ninth spot last week, and I just want to mention. I know, I know, Arizona. I gotta give a special mention to Arizona. They are really. I mean, they're sitting fifth in the Central, but they're not as bad as they were last year. That's for sure, uh, and not just because they beat the Predators. Um, they just they're playing really good, and uh, look out for Washington. Um, you know, Washington, they're sitting just a point behind the Flyers. And Philadelphia, that's another thing. Philadelphia, they're, they're a surprise. They're sitting second right behind the Rangers. Um, so, so that's my uh, my Pred Wings 10. Yeah, mine's not a whole lot different. I, I've got Boston leading the pack. Um, you know, obviously that's a given. Um, I have Vegas, you know, right behind Boston. I've got, you know, New York is staying in the same position as last week for me, as well as Vancouver. Um, you know, I, I do have um, Florida moving up quite a bit. I think they've been playing really good hockey lately, and I think that they're, you know, they've just they've got a bunch of guys back. They're, they're ready to get going again. Um, then I've got Dallas uh, bumping down a spot, as well as the Kings after that. Um, and then, um, I've got Colorado moving up and Toronto rounding out the top 10 and to dose here. Um, let's see, I got Detroit in front of the Preds. Well, that's good. Um, I do too. And Boston, if I watch Boston play, 
I'd want to gouge my eyes out. Um, but anyways, Boston, you know, they're, they're a great team. You can't take anything away from them right now. And every year I keep thinking like, yeah, they're going to drop off. They're losing people every year. They're going to drop off. And it just, it never does. But I think they'll, at some point they're going to have to start making some kind of a move because contracts are coming up and, you know, they don't have many draft picks, but they're a fantastic team and I can't take that away from them. And I think they've got some good young stars. I think Swayman's going to be good. Um, he's he's already good, but I think he's he's going to be a pretty solid goal goaltender or trade bait. Um, but also, you know, I I like McAvoy, even though he just came back. He plays a hard physical game, just like he said, coming back from his his suspension. But you know, I think I think Boston's a good team. And I and yeah I, I I think that Boston might have to and I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he's a big he's a big uh, Boston guy too, and he said he thinks that's the only way that they're going to be able to survive is get Swayman into the position that they need him to be in, and then offload Allmark. You know he's obviously going to be a much hotter ticket item than than an Alex Lyon will be. So you'll definitely get a lot more out of a bigger team, and yeah, I, I think that could be that that could definitely be a possibility. And yeah, let's let's add. I mean, how many more goalies does does Buffalo? It just sucks because again, being a spoiled Red Wings fan, I want Detroit to be on top. I want Detroit to be moving up in the charts. But you know, year after year, I feel like as we do this, it's kind of the same old thing. We beat to the same drum. We play the same game, and Detroit just eventually fizzles out, and we talk about it all over again. But I could beat this to death, so we won't we won't do that. Uh, let's see some other NHL news. Uh, Lani was. How about, how about Milan Lucic? Well, I heard something about him. Did you? What did you hear? Um, I'll tell you if I heard the same thing. I can't remember. That was something about did he get suspended or something? Or um, I, I don't remember now. <laughs> he had a little run-in, a little domestic in- issue. Oh, that's right. He's that's right. He's out indef- indefinitely uh, because of that. I believe he's entering. I think I read that he's entering the player assistance program. I could well, be mistaken. I, I I believe that's what I read though, uh, which which is good. Because I mean, he, when you try to strangle your wife, I think you should you should probably see somebody and get that repaired. He didn't run into a goaltender again. No, no, I think that <laughs> that, would, that would be more acceptable. Probably. <laughs> um, I'm thinking like, oh, I shouldn't sit here and rip on this guy, but you know what? You put your hands on another on another woman. You know, that's just that's like what like Austin Watson. Yeah, I was gonna say speaking of Austin Watson, just because, just because and you're Lucic and you have a cup that means nothing to me. So, yeah. and I see, and I see Watson scored a goal the other day or yesterday, maybe it was, but he kind of like. I mean, hopefully he learns to keep his hand he, off. Of he kind of faded right out after that. He kind of like he he was gonna be, I don't know. Well, maybe he wasn't gonna be up and coming because obviously he's not. You know, you know what's, you know what I, I feel though. In all honesty, like 
I don't agree with him putting his hands on his wife. I, I, I think that's despicable. I think that's low. You, you never, you never do that. I just don't, I don't agree with that. But if you, and, and I'm not saying a but to give him any, any excuse or anything like that. But if you look at guys that play the type of game that he plays, I mean, he's, he's a few minutes a game player. He's out there, you know, he's, he's a, Tough guy. He 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 knows his job. He knows what his job is, and I just feel like when when you have guys like that, that that's their job. Like like you look at Darren McCarty and the path that he went down. You look at Bob Probert and the path that he went down. You know these guys have gone down some pretty dark paths, um, in that position. Not all of them, but a handful of them have because that's just what they do. Um, so, I mean, that, and again, not making an excuse for his behavior, but he's kind of following suit for, you know, kind of that, that, I don't want to say that characteristic, but, um, you know, that trait that a lot of these, these fighters get. But anyways, hopefully he gets the help he needs. Hopefully, you know, his wife is okay and doing well and they can move on from the incident. Maybe they too. Maybe they took too many punches in the head and messed up their brain or something. I like mean, kind of like kind of like fighters, like they, you know, boxers. Yeah. But uh, I mentioned uh, earlier that eventually uh, he was a healthy scratch. Apparently, Patrick Lane of Columbus was has, was a healthy scratch, and he's going to be return. He's, he'll be playing. Um, tomorrow night, Wednesday, so I don't know if that's going around in NHL, or I mean, yeah, Pat, I mean it to, it, it's it, it's a little bit different, I mean, Patrick Lenny, I mean he obviously, you know, you can't you can't you can't compare him with Evangelista, because Evangelista's not anywhere in, in that area, in that not anywhere in his uh, uh, level um, but, you know Somebody like Patrick Laine is a healthy scratch. I mean, I don't. He's, you know. he's had some tough seasons. Like he, he's not. And he hasn't. I don't think he's replicated a season yet. From, um, you know, I, I just don't think he's had since his early, early on rookie year. I, I don't think he's had a season like it since. But and I think that was the first time. But a lot of time, these guys, what they do is they'll these coaches is it's just a light of fire under them. That's all, that's all it is. Like Lalone did it with Gothispear early on. The first game he came back from being a healthy scratch, he scored a goal. Like they just do those types of things to try to get a fire lit under them and, you know, to spark them like, Hey, if you're not going to perform, you'll sit. We'll give you another, you'll, you'll earn your spot back, but that's exactly what you got to do. You got to earn it. And then uh, stick with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Damon Severson is going to be out six weeks with an oblique injury. Hmm. That happened in a loss to the Flyers. Um, so he's, he, I think, uh, did they sign him? Yeah, oh, he was acquired by the Devils. That's right. And then he signed, uh, or did he he signed with the Devils and then he got traded, right? 
Is that how it worked? But he he's got that. Uh, yeah, I think so. Th- yeah, fifty million dollar contract. So that's a lot of money uh, going to be sitting out for six weeks. Uh, yeah, he signed that with New Jersey and he got traded. Uh, so well, that's six million dollars a year. So that's I'm not sure exactly how many per games or or whatever, but. That's a lot of money to be sitting out for six weeks. Yeah. Um, obviously, they still got to pay them. I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know how the contract is structured. Sometimes they structure the. I mean, obviously, obviously they still have to get paid even if they're injured because they don't want to get. You know, they did. They, they're not. That's something that they don't plan on getting injured, so they they still want to get paid. But I mean. In fairness, I mean, I guess that's probably why teams have the IR, but, um, and then, uh, oh, here we got, we got a, uh, fine, uh, well, there's a few of them here. We've got uh, Nils Hoglander. Yep. Uh, we got to go all the way back. We had $2 million, $2,864 and actually 58 cents. Um, for he, it was a slew foot against Kevin LeBlanc. Um, you also have Leon Dreisaitl. Um, You know, he had a dangerous trip against Bo Horvat. Uh, that was on the 13th. Was that in the sink? Oh. No, that was on the oh. 13th. Um, oh, that's right. I was thinking Horvat was on the, he's done, he's on the Canucks, right? Yeah. Oakland is on the Canucks, so. And he, uh, yeah, that was a $5,000 fine. And then. Ex Red Wing, who I actually like, I like this guy, Adam Ernie, um, got an elbowing penalty against Pierre Edouard Bellamare, and he was fined two thousand eighteen dollars and twenty three cents for his infraction, and that's all the the fines that I that I could find, you know, since the last show. Uh, looks like the uh, every team's got to get a statue now. The uh, the stars are gonna unveil a Mike Modano statue on March sixteenth. Oh man! So every literally everyone's doing a statue. I guess everyone wants to be like Mario, Detroit. Mario got a statue, or yeah, the Penguins got a statue, and now the Pred- the Predators got a statue, and yeah, somebody else had to do it. It's one of those things, monkey copycat. Um, so that's about it for the NHL, I guess. Um, let's see, can roll into some uh, HL updates, I think. Um, let's see, the Admirals. Looks like they might be on a little winning streak here. Um, oh, they're seven and six now. They are in a well, they're in one 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 streak. So I guess let's see. They won last weekend. Well, actually, they had a two-game win streak, and then they lost to Chicago because they they beat the they beat the Stars on the eleventh, and then they beat. Rockford last Friday, and then they lost to Chicago. That was a home game in Milwaukee. And then they beat Chicago at Chicago on the 19th. And then they got uh, Iowa Wild in in Milwaukee uh, coming up on Wednesday. And then they got a game against Rockford 
<clears throat> looks like a home and home and uh, 24th and 25th. So they're and they're seven six, so they're kind of kind of sticking with the way the you know the big club is as far as you know how the season's going. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's it for that's all I got for the admirals. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched any um, Griffins anything lately. I haven't followed it. Uh, I, I won't go on and bore you with all the minute details. I'll do some research and see how the guys are doing down there because I know we've got some, like like I've mentioned before, Bergeron, Wallinder, uh, Kosa. We've got some guys that we're, we're kind of watching to see when they'll come up. So I'll get some stats on them for the next show and get that updated. But, yeah, I mean, with, with the Lions and, and the Red Wings, and there's just a lot a lot of excitement outside of this to get into the AHL quite yet. I'll get there. I, I'll get there. Maybe I get to D-Law's level, but I'll get there. Uh, not really. I'm not uh, watching Milwaukee too close, but and maybe if I was a bit closer. Um, so, let's see. The weekly picks, we already, did, we already went over the last, the recaps, uh, the last uh, weekly picks. Um so let's see. We got previews coming up. Let's see. I got Predators have Calgary coming up on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. That's a home game. I'm going to call that one a win. Me too. I'm winning on that one. And then they got a Black Friday game. Can can they still say Black Friday? Yes, Dan. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's an at St. Louis. St. Louis is playing really well right now. Uh, they are, um, what are they? they are in fourth in the Central, nineteen points, just a few behind Colorado Winnipeg. But they're playing, they're playing really well. They just won a huge game, uh, and that's in St. Louis. So I'm going to call that one a loss. Yeah, I'm, I'm going loss also. I mean, I don't, I don't think. That's nothing against the Predators. I just don't think they will. And then, let's see. Then we got on the the 26th, which is Sunday. They got their back home. to They're playing a Sunday game in Nashville? That's got to be a first. Uh, they got Winnipeg coming in. And, uh, what is it, chick see, Win- Arena? What? What if Sundays? Not in not in Nashville. I mean, it doesn't seem like they do. I don't know. I know. I know. Anaheim plays a lot of Sunday games. I don't know because they play a lot of Saturday games, and they usually don't do back to backs unless unless they're Detroit. The NHL NHL makes sure Detroit gets all those back to backs. Well, it's not all those back to backs. (laughs) It just it was when they were in Sweden. But one of the they're another team that's playing really well. They're on a three-game wing streak. They're you know they're tied with Colorado. They might you know they'll probably end up. Uh, they I don't know, who knows they they might even be uh, in leading the division by by next week. I mean they're that close to Dallas. Um, I know Nashville's home. Um, 
it's basically the, I mean, it's basically the continuation of their homestand, even though they got that one road game in St. Louis, but St. Louis is like four hours away um, by car. So um, from Nashville. How far by boat? Uh, do they have any water between Nashville and St. Louis? <laughs> well, they might now with all the rain, <laughs> but uh, um, so I, I'm going to call that one a loss, the Winnipeg game. I, I, just, I just, I mean, that's a Pred, loss also. Fred's playing good, but and then um, we should let's see the next the 28th, but I think we should be. We'll probably, we'll probably should be recording before the 28th. So, um, anyway, in case we don't do another show but for the 28th, I'm just going to say uh, they got Pittsburgh coming in. I got to call that one a win. I know Pittsburgh, they're kind of, they're, they're a good team, but they're kind of struggling this year. Um, they're, they're in fifth in their division, 18 points, just one 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 ahead of the Devils and the Islanders who I don't know what's going on. I thought they were good teams, but so yeah, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call the Pittsburgh one a win. That's at home. Um yeah, I believe it or not, I actually agree with you on that. But that's uh and I mean we might actually repeat ourselves. Hopefully we'll record before the twenty eighth, but um uh, let's just I'll call it that end it for, for my preds to see what is it was uh what does Detroit have? Um uh, a bag of losses. Let's see, they got on the twenty second, uh, it's Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, it looks like a home game against New Jersey. Oh, are you gonna take it are you taking all of them or no, I'm gonna let you do that. I just oh, because it sounded like you were taking it off. So eleven twenty-two, they've got New Jersey. Um, I'm going loss. I think New Jersey is gonna win it. Just a gut feeling. What do you got for that one? I'm actually gonna say a win because the Detroit's win losing streak's gotta end sometime. <laughs> yeah, it does. It will when we play Boston. <laughs> Speaking of Boston, that's um, Black yeah. Friday game. Uh, yeah, we've at got Boston. Um, no, I, we're not going to win in Boston. I, I think the power of Jack Edwards is just going to e- e- erupt the arena. So, tell you love you love Jack Edwards. Oh, I hate Jack Edwards. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one is a loss as well, because especially being in Boston. We'll probably um, we'll probably both be wrong then. <laughs> I mean, I certainly hope so, but I think I, I think we're going to have two losses, and then I think we will. Um, and Dose is right. Jack I guess, Edwards, he does I, see penalties differently I, than almost every other human being in the world. Even Dose doesn't like Jack Edwards. Oh my goodness! Well, I don't know if he doesn't like. I mean, every Boston fan loves Jack Edwards. I mean, how can you not? If you're not Dose, oh yeah, I guess he does. Um, but, but yeah, I think Detroit's going to lose that game. Then they've got Minnesota, um, which I'm going to go with a loss because Detroit just, they've, they've struggled with Minnesota. They, I just, I just feel like they don't play the West coast very well. Um, then they're, they're in New York. I'm actually going to go with a win. I actually think we're going to go with a win on that one. I'm going to, I'm going to try my luck here 
It's just an intuition. There's no statistical reason. There's no facts or anything. It's just my gut feeling says that that's going to be a game that they win and hopefully will jumpstart a that, that, that stretch. After that New York game, that's a stretch that is very winnable for Detroit. So I'm, I'm hoping that they win that game in New York and carry that momentum forward. Then we might look like Boston. Maybe. And Buffalo's in that mix too, but they're they're going down a path that I don't understand why. Well, Minnesota they're kind of finding their trying to figure out their you know, they're they're almost down there by Chicago. Um they're actually tied with the Predators, but that doesn't say much. Um like but I, I think I think Detroit's going to beat Minnesota. It's it's in Detroit, so it's a home game. And then you did the Rangers game as well on the 29th. Yeah, just in case. Um, it's at New York. I got. I'm gonna have to go with a loss. It's in New York. The Rangers were. They're what, what, is your, what What is your record calling Detroit games? Same as yours, which is eight and nine. Okay, you immediately put that back to a win. No, I didn't. You take it back. Take it back. Why? Because I need you to predict the Red Wings to win that. Because we need to win that next stretch. And it starts with the Rangers game. You take that back right now. I can probably, I'm probably not gonna. It, it doesn't matter what I pick. It's Take it back. Okay, yeah. Take it back. Yeah. Okay. I'm just kidding. Leave I'll it. Pro- it's going to be a loss. I'll, I'll probably be wrong anyway, but <laughs> but it's, it'd be good for you if if that if that is wrong. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, <laughs> I, I do think that that's a game that the Red Wings. It's like a must-win for them because the schedule is pretty favorable for like the next one. Wait, one, two, three, four games. Well, maybe five games. Um, not, I mean, they've got like five games that they can get on some kind of a run. You know, I think that would be really important, you know, A, for the locker room, and B, to kind of steer the ship right, build some confidence, and start playing competitively against some of these top-tier teams. I mean, if we want to be a top-tier team, we got to hang with the top-tier team. Well, yeah, not to jump too far ahead, but they do have Buffalo coming up. But that's – I'm not going to say any more on that. I'll just wait until it gets closer in the schedule. Yeah, Buffalo, I mean, last year I think they had a game they dropped nine on Detroit or eight. I mean, Buffalo plays Detroit very well. I mean, they're just across the river and, um, you know, it. they always have a good game. So I'm hoping it's not, but – they do. But Buffalo's going through some kind of a transition right now. They've got injuries. I mean, it's just, it just, it feels weird to me. Because Buffalo's on such a trajectory from last year to to just only grow and be better. And they've kind of recessed a little bit. I mean, they got to, they got to bounce back. They have to, they have to figure something out. Buffalo's in Canada now. What do you mean they're in Canada now? You said they're just across the river. Yeah, 
That would I put mean, him. That would put him in Canada. Oh well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like five hours away. If uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it's, it's well, maybe maybe enough. four, maybe four, depending on how fast you go in Canada. That's why. I mean, honestly, that's why like <laughs> the games that I've gone to in you know Buffalo and Detroit, um, you know, a lot of the fans that I meet are actually from Detroit. They make the drive in. It's not that far. So they'll drive up here to Buffalo to watch, watch the Wings play. A lot of them will go up to Niagara Falls, and I mean, obviously, there's more, but yeah, there's a lot of people that'll make that drive up here. Uh oh. Really so let's see. I guess that's about wraps up another show, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does. Well, thanks for uh, Dose coming back and. And uh, Ryan's gaming hideout coming back for uh, uh, listening to our show. Um, but uh, episode seventy-one is coming up next week. Uh, another exciting show. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, no, not, uh, Instagram at Predwings Podcast and. X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it tomorrow and YouTube at Predwings Pod and our email is Predwings Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, thanks for tuning in to the Predwings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.